0: Good morning church, so lovely to see you here this morning, hello to all of our online guests, thank you for tuning in and joining us this morning. Isn't it a blessed day today because we are loved by a King who adores us with everything and so can we stand, we're going to go into a time of worship, but Father we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you have such a compassionate heart towards us, Lord. Father, that you gave your life for us, that we may be free, that we may live in your fulfilled promise today. Father, we remember you. We turn our eyes to you. Lord, thank you that you love us with such a pure love. So, Father, here's our lives. Here we are. We were the joy that was set before you. So we stand before you with confidence and with boldness and we say, Lord, that we are yours and you are ours today. Thank you for who you are to us, who you are in and through us, Lord. We magnify your name, we glorify your name and every word, every breath is for your honor and for your glory. So we sing with all that is within us and we thank you for it today in your holy name. And everyone says... Amen. Amen. So we've got a couple of new songs this morning. Feel free to enjoy it. Learn the words. Clap along with us and let's worship Him together. I saw Satan fall like
1: lightning. So darkness run for cover But the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven I've been keeping signs and wonders I have resurrection power Still the miracle that I just can't get over My name is is registered in heaven. My praise, praise belongs to you forever. Here we go. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause this grace rewrote wrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Sons and daughters Bought with blood and washed in water Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father Our God will finish what He started Oh, our God will finish what He started This is my testimony from death to life Grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony If I'm not dead, you're not done Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. Listening it out. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. This, this is, is my testimony, testimony. from death to life. Because grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. This is my testimony from death to life. Prince rewrote my story. I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony.
2: Run.
0: With the Lamb who was slain, and holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
1: You did not suffer for nothing When you shed your blood Every drop was on
2: creation cries
3: that there is no one like You. Lord, that You stand above them all. Lord, that You are the one and only. Lord, You are greatest. And so we join with heaven in declaring our hallelujah. We join with heaven and shout holy, holy, holy. And so Lord, we honor You this morning. We exalt You, Jesus. We adore You. And we are just so grateful. Thank you for your presence that is here, that is among us. Thank you, Jesus. And all God's people say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Good morning, Nyslum Vineyard family. Good morning. Thank you so much, worship and production team. You guys are always a blessing to us. Can we all testify what a blessing it is to be a part of this family? Yes. Amen. Come on. Yes. Amen. To know that you are loved, that you are welcome, that you belong before you behave, that this is family right here. And so I just want to encourage you that you can belong here, that this is a place of acceptance and where you can connect freely And so just an incredible blessing to be a part of this family. And I have the opportunity and the privilege of doing the offering message with you this morning. And so one thing I like to do is I like to shock people with a shocking truth. And so my shocking truth for you this morning is in your DNA, you are wide for reward. In your DNA, you are wide for reward. Everything you do, has the motivation for reward. And so let me prove it to you. Why do you wake up early to be productive? Why do you spend time with family? Because you desire quality time. Why are you at church this morning? Because you want to be with the family and worship God together. Amen. And so with everything we do, there's a motivation of reward. And that too comes into our giving and so in Matthew 6 verse 2 to 4 it says thus when you give to the needy sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets that they may be praised by others truly I say to you they have received their reward and so what these people were doing they were doing it to be seen by others and Jesus says that that was their reward but that reward is fleeting, it's temporary. And so Jesus goes on to say um, in, um, that they may be praised by others. And then it goes on saying, and, you, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And so I wanna encourage you this morning. So what is that reward? That reward is to be seen, to be recognized and praised by your father. And so on one hand, they were doing things to gain affirmation, to gain approval, but that is temporary. Where on the other hand, we get to live from a place of affirmation, from a place of recognition and a place of praise from God. And that is eternal. And so what's beautiful is that where you find this is in the secret place. You get to hear it daily. You get to hear it over and over again from God who's there to affirm you. And so can I get an amen? amen? Amen. And so if you desire to give, there's offering boxes at the back, as well as you can find other ways in which to give in the bulletin. And so then after the bumper video, uh, a good friend, a brother of mine, Pastor Yani, will be sharing the word. And so I want to encourage you, listen in, because it's a powerful message. Thank you.
4: Good morning everybody. It's wonderful to see you all in church this morning. My name is Janu as Michael said and I have the privilege of sharing the word this morning. Have you enjoyed our series on Can You See? It's been a great series hasn't it? I've been so blessed personally to buy it and so encouraged and you know God really wants us to see what he sees and he wants us to have vision in our hearts and it's so important to see his promises on the inside of us and we're actually going to conclude with our series on Can You See Today? And I hope today's message will also be a blessing to you. But before I start, I just want to welcome everyone watching online. Thank you for joining us this morning. And also just to mention, Pastor Steve is preaching at our Pettenburg Bay campus this morning uh, at the Bellow Lighthouse. So we're very excited about this new campus that has started to, And we will also be making turns to preach there. And want to encourage you, if you ever want to go and visit that campus, please do it. Um, You're welcome to stay at this campus. We're not expecting anyone to go there, even the plate people. You're welcome to come here. But if you ever want to go and visit and just check it out, please do so. And we've also asked our live groups to make turns to go and visit and to support us there. But we're very excited about this new campus. We really believe it's birthed of God and it's going to help us to reach um, a lot more people. Um, So please be praying for that as well. And we thank God for the new campus um, that has started. And then I just want to echo what Michael said. We're very excited about the Zambia mission trip. It's really around the corner. So if you'd like to go, please don't waste time. Go and put your name down. And as Michael said, if you can't go, but you'd like to be involved in this trip, you can send people, you can give towards it. Please just use Zambia mission trip as reference if you'd like to do so. And it will also enable us to make the cost a bit less for everyone that is going on this trip. We're also going to fly to Zambia but we believe it's going to be life-changing for the people that are going to go on the trip and the people that we're going to reach in Zambia. Um, so we praise God for that. But as I said this morning, we're going to conclude with our series uh, on Can You See? And we're also doing communion this morning, so I do want to focus on communion this morning, but we're going to look at some things that communion helps us to see. And I want to start off by reading out of First Corinthians chapter 11, From verse 23 to 26, where Paul says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood: Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. And then he just says in whisper free, "So my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other. So we're going to look at this passage today and look at some things that communion helps us to see. And one of the things i love about communion it's also true about water baptism is it really symbolizes something and it points us to a greater reality now it's not just symbolic because it's also being obedient to jesus jesus said for example that we need to be baptized in water jesus said that as the body of christ we need to take communion together so it's, it's much more than just being symbolic And that's why powerful things can happen when we take communion or when we get baptized. And we've seen people get healed while they took communion. We've seen people get set free when they get water baptized. So these are powerful acts that we do. It's not just uh, symbolic. But we should also not forget the greater reality that it points us to. And sometimes in life, a symbol can be powerful in that it points us to the greater reality. It helps us to see some things. For example, I remember when I met my wife, and we were just friends at the time, but I started to become interested in her. And while we were friends, I can't remember when, but during one of our conversations, I told her that I love mangoes. So I love fruit, and uh, uh, mangoes are my favorite fruit. Any mango lovers out there? Aren't you glad it's almost mango season? Praise God, I can't wait. Um, I believe in heaven at my mansion, there's going to be a lot of mangoes around it. I, I love mangoes. But anyway, um, you know, Irina and I were just friends at the time. I started to like her. And um, but one Sunday, she actually brought me a mango. Um, it, it was the first gift she ever gave me. And many of you, if you would have looked at that, you would have seen a nice fruit. But when I saw that mango, I saw potential written... <laughs> All over it. <laughs> and I saw hope. You know, I thought, yes, maybe she's interested too. So it's, it's amazing how things can sometimes help us to see some things. Um, I think for us South Africans, it's the same with a William Webb Ellis Cup. You know, some people who don't like sport or rugby might look at it and think that's a nice golden trophy. But when we see it, we see that we are world champions. You know, some of us might see how how it's helped the country to be more united. Um, Not not that it's the answer, because we've won it four times and the country still has a lot of problems. (laughs) So Jesus is definitely the answer. You know, not sport, but it has helped. But you know, thank God for things like that, that can help us to see some things and to focus on some things. And I believe communion does that for us as well. So the first thing I want us to look at this morning, what communion helps us to see is that communion helps us to see the finished work of a cross. You know, in verses 24 and 25, where Paul says, do this in remembrance of me. That is actually what Jesus said. So we are told to remember and to do this in remembrance. In remembrance of what? Of what Jesus did for us. And aren't you thankful for the finished work of a cross? You see, because of the finished work of a cross, we don't have to fight for victory in life. We fight from victory. We don't have to live for victory. We can live from victory because of a finished work of a cross. And the word, uh, it is finished that Jesus uttered in John 19 verse 30, when he said it is finished. Just before he died, is, is from the Greek word tetelestai. And this word in essence means completion, maturity, or perfection. It means it is truly finished. And that is what Jesus said just before he died for us. But when Jesus uttered these words or this phrase, Tetelestai, it is finished, he was conveying four very significant messages to us. And I want us to focus on that for a moment. And the first one is when he said that, he was saying his mission was accomplished. God the Father gave Jesus a mission. And when he said Tetelestai, he said the mission is now accomplished. It's interesting to note at the time a master would often give a servant an assignment to do. And only when the assignment did exactly what the master told him to do. And when he was finished with the assignment, he would go back to the master and say, Tetelestai, the mission is now accomplished. What you uh, gave me to do, what you told me to do is now complete. And that is what Jesus was saying when he said Tetelestai. The mission God the Father gave him to redeem mankind Was now complete. So we thank God for the mission that Jesus accomplished. The second thing Jesus was conveying through that phrase was the atonement was now completed. Now in the old covenant, the high priest would make atonement for the sin of the people of Israel, and he had to go into the Holy of Holies once a year and take the blood of a sacrificial spotless lamb, and he would take the blood and place it on the mercy seat. Of the Ark of the Covenant that was in the Holy of Holies. And the moment he placed that blood on the mercy seat, he would actually say, Tetelestai, There is now atonement for the people's sin. But under the Old Covenant, the high priest had to do it once a year, and the atonement only covered the people's sin. it didn't take the sin away. Now what Jesus did was so powerful that he never has to go back again and pay for our sin. He never has to go back and make atonement for us again. His blood was powerful enough to do it only one time. And the atonement for us is now complete. Aren't you grateful that we live under the new covenant? You know, the Bible says it's a better covenant based upon better promises. And I think sometimes for us Gentiles, non-Jews, we don't appreciate it enough. Because we don't know how bad it was under the old covenant. Sometimes to really appreciate how good the good news is, we need to know how bad the bad news was. You know, so thank God for the good news. Thank God that when Jesus said the last atonement was complete. The third thing Jesus was saying in essence through uttering that phrase was our debt was paid in full. You know, at the time when somebody had debt, they would use a parchment to keep record of a debt. And only when the debt was paid in full would they use a stamp and stamp that parchment, that document, and they would stamp it with the word stetelestai, meaning the debt is now paid in full. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us. And just think about that for a moment. Imagine if all your sins, all your mistakes, were recorded in a document or in a parchment. Imagine if it was displayed on the screen today. You know, I know if mine were to be shown here, I would run today because I would be ashamed, you know, and not just the bad things we did, but even the good things we didn't do. Just imagine the debt we all owe to God through our sin and mistakes. But the good news is our parchment was stamped with a big fat stamp with the blood of Jesus that says Tetelestai. it is now paid in full. And you see, that's why we don't have to struggle with guilt or condemnation that's why we don't have to beat ourselves up for past mistakes because Jesus paid for it. Our debt has been paid in full. Not even your guilt can pay for your sin. Only the blood of Jesus can, and he did. Praise God. And the last thing that Jesus said when he said that the last die was a new beginning had come. They often used this phrase to point to a turning point or a new beginning beginning or a fresh start and what jesus was saying at the time was we're now going from the old covenant to a better covenant to the new covenant that we get to live under today but i want to encourage you today as well if you feel like you need a a fresh start or just something new in your life you can trust god for it today even as we take communion you know as we approach the new year that's one of the things i love about a new year it reminds us that God's mercy is new every morning. We can trust Him for a fresh start. He's not just the God of a second chance. He's the God of another chance. If you want another chance, God will give you that, another, that, that, that chance. So let's trust Him for that. And if you need that today, trust Him for it as we take communion. But communion helps us to see the finished work of the cross. And the prophet Isaiah looked forward to the cross and he prophesied about what Jesus would do for us in Isaiah 53, from verse three to five, where he wrote, "He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief." He turned our backs on him, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Thank God for Jesus and what he did for us. Thank God for the finished work of the cross. And today, because of the finished work of the cross, we can know and be confidently assured that if we're consumed with grief, Jesus bore our grief. And you know what Jesus carried on himself for us? We don't have to carry in life. He already carried it for us. We don't have to carry our debt. We don't have to live with that heaviness. He took it on himself for us so that we don't have to. But we can also know today if we're overwhelmed with sorrow, he already carried our sorrows. If we're trapped in a life of transgression, he was wounded for our transgressions. If we're living in sin, we can be forgiven because he was bruised for our iniquities. Isn't it good news? Thank God for the finished work of a cross. If we're tormented and have no peace, we can know that he was chastised for us to have peace in life. God wants us to walk in the peace of God. He wants us to experience his peace. Even when we go through difficult times, he wants us to experience his peace. And we can also know today, if we're physically or mentally sick, he was already scorched with stripes for our healing. And the good news is Jesus already took care of all of our needs. Sometimes the devil likes to make us think that our problem and situation is so unique and so severe that there's not really a solution. But the good news is Jesus already took care of everything. He doesn't have to go back to the cross and cover your unique, special situation. He already did. And because of the finished work of the cross, we get to live from victory. Thank God. But I love this quote by F.F. F. Bosworth from his book, Christ the Healer. He wrote, faith is the most rational thing in the world because it is based on the greatest of facts and realities. It sees God, it sees Calvary, where disease and sin were canceled. It sees the promises of God and His faithfulness. These are more certain than the foundations of a mountain. Faith sees the health and strength given on the cross already belonging to us. It receives the words Himself, took up our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, and then acts accordingly. You see, communion helps us to see what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. It helps us to see the cross. It helps us to see our victory. It helps us to see our freedom in and through him. And we just looked at Isaiah looking forward to the cross and prophesying about what Jesus would do. And Peter actually wrote about it too. But he had the privilege of looking back at what already happened, of what already took place. And in 1 Peter 2.24, Peter wrote, By your stripes you were healed. And we have that same privilege today of not looking forward to the cross, but of looking back at what Jesus already accomplished for us. So communion helps us to see the finished work of the cross and let's be grateful today for what Jesus did for us. And as we partake communion later, let's do it truly in remembrance of Him. But the second thing that communion helps us to see is the unfinished work of a church. So you might be thinking, well, you know, aren't we all about a finished work? Well, we definitely are and thank God for the finished work of a cross. But it's also important to be mindful that there's the unfinished work of a church. When Jesus died for us, he said, it is finished. He did not say you are finished. And see, God still has a purpose for us. God still has a mission for us to finish while we're on the earth. If he didn't have something for us to finish, he would have raptured us out of here the moment we got saved. But we are still part of our unfinished work of a church that needs to be finished. And it's interesting when Paul wrote there in First Corinthians 11, in verse 26, he wrote, For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So communion also helps us to look forward with expectation and anticipation for his second coming. But it reminds us he hasn't come back yet. And you know, while we wait for his second coming, we have a mission that we need to finish. Our mission is not complete yet. And we're all part of our unfinished work of a church. You know, we're not all called to have ministry as our full-time vocation, but we're all called to ministry. The Bible teaches that the fivefold is there to equip the saints, believers, for the work of a ministry. And that is actually so encouraging because it means we all get to play. Everyone gets to play. No one has to sit on the bench and just spectate. Everyone gets to be involved. And God has given us gifts to use to serve people, to help people, to bless people, and to reach people. The gifts he gives us also helps us to finish the unfinished work of a church. And we thank God that we get to be so involved in this church of finishing the unfinished work of a church. But Paul wrote in Romans 1 from the 16 to 17, he wrote about the good news. And he said, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And you know, we can be like Paul and say, we're not ashamed of the good news of Christ. We're not ashamed of the finished work of the cross. And we want the world to know what Jesus has done for them. But then in Romans 10, later in the same book, Paul wrote in verse 13 to 15, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that good news? He's saying everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But then in the very next verse, he starts off by saying, but. So everyone will be saved that calls on the name of Jesus. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. So here we find that we have unfinished business as the church of Jesus, as believers, as the body of Christ. So we thank God for the finished work of the cross. But let's also be mindful today that we have unfinished business. You know, when we take communion, we're reminded of the gospel, the good news that Paul said, I'm not ashamed of. And we're reminded of what Jesus did for us and the fact that we're now in him and a new creation and forgiven and righteous and all those wonderful things. But it should also remind us that not everyone has heard this good news. Not everyone has chosen to respond to this good news. And we get to help people to hear about it. And to respond to it. And that is good news. That is encouraging. But I was preaching once on the the, the unfinished work of a church. And I asked God, how would we define the the unfinished work of a church? And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me that the unfinished work of a church is to tell the world of a finished work of a cross. So if you ever wonder what is this unfinished work of a church all about, it's simply telling the world. Of the finished work of the cross. Of the good news that Jesus has already paid for us sin. And they can now have a relationship with God. But we, in essence we get involved in finishing the unfinished work of the church through praying. You know Jesus himself said we need to pray the Lord of our harvest. To send more laborers into his field. Now if Jesus told us to pray that. Do you think it's a good prayer to pray? Do you think it will be an effective prayer to pray? Absolutely. Jesus himself said we need to pray that. So we get involved through, through praying and praying to the Lord of the harvest to send more laborers into his field. But then secondly, we also get involved through going. Jesus said, go into all the world. That includes for us going to Zambia, going to South Sudan, going to Lesotho. But it also includes going to Neissna and Plateau Bay and George and all the areas here. There are a lot of people who need to hear the good news of Jesus. And we can all be involved through going. And then lastly, we get involved through giving, and that is also sending. It also takes money to finish the unfinished work of a church. But we can send people, and as we send them, people can tell them, people can hear it, and people can respond. So communion reminds us, and it helps us to see the finished work of a cross, but it also helps us to see the unfinished work of a church. Then thirdly, communion helps us to see our need for community. It's interesting in verse 33, Paul says, So my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other. Why do we need to wait for each other and take communion together? Because we're also a family. And he's saying, when you take communion, be mindful of each other. Be mindful that you're part of a, a family called the body of Christ. And communion also helps us to see our need for the body of Christ. Because God did not create us to do life alone. We need each other. There's so many verses in the Bible that talk about encouraging one another, love one another, exhort one another, pray for one another. We need one another. And this is one of my favorite quotes by Tony Cook. He said, the idea of an exclusively individualistic faith is a foreign concept in the New Testament. We were not born again just to have a personal relationship with God. We also were saved to have a relationship with God's family, with one another. So, as we take communion together today, let's remember that Jesus saved us so that we could have a relationship with God. That is the best relationship we can ever have in life. But let's also remember that He saved us so that we could have a relationship with His family, the body of Christ, one another. So communion also helps us to see our need for community. Hebrews 10 verse 25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. So now I'm reading this verse to the choir today, because you are all in church, you are all gathering together with other believers but I just want to encourage you to continue to do that because the Bible says don't neglect it as some people do sometimes even Christians choose to neglect it and it goes on to say but especially now that the day of his return is drawing near let's be intentional let's encourage one another let's gather together and bolt each other up we don't know when Jesus is coming back but every day we're getting closer so every day we need to take this verse more seriously And let's exhort one another and not neglect meeting together. We are truly better together. And community or communion helps us to see our need for community. And then the last thing I want to talk about this morning, and this is the most important one. You know, I thought of starting with this one today, but I I thought let's leave a best for last. And very simply communion helps us to see Jesus. You know, Paul started off there in and Corinthians by saying, I received from the Lord himself. He received from the Lord himself this revelation that he shared, the value of communion. So communion helps us to see Jesus. You know, the last time I preached at church, I spoke on the importance of seeing the promise, not the problem. And I believe that is so important. It's so important for us to see the promises of God, to focus on his promises. But you know, sometimes we can take that even to the extreme. And what I mean by that is sometimes we focus so much on the promise that we forget the promise giver. We focus so much on healing that we forget the healer. We focus so much on provision that we forget the provider. And you know, when we see the healer and when we look at the provider, Healing and provision and all the other promises we need will just manifest and come in our lives. So let's choose this morning to see Jesus, to look at him. And communion helps us to do that. It helps us to see what he did for us, but it should also help us to see him. And be reminded that we can have an intimate relationship with him. You know, I love what Hebrews 12, is 1 to 2 says. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And then verse 2 says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects. Our faith. In the New King James it reads looking unto Jesus for offer and finisher of our faith. So as you focus on his promises today, it's good to do that. But also choose to look at him, the promise giver. Choose to look at Jesus. Psalm 34 verse 5 says they looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. When we see Jesus our hearts will be full of peace. When we look at Jesus, we will be full of joy. Let's choose today to look at him. Communion helps us to take our eyes off of ourselves and our surroundings and our problems and to keep our eyes on him, to look at him. Communion helps us to see Jesus. So communion helps us to see the finished work of a cross, it helps us to see the unfinished work of a church. It helps us to see our need for community. And it also helps us to see him, our Lord and our Savior. Can I ask you to close your eyes for a moment? Just before we take communion together, I want to give people an opportunity this morning to receive Jesus, to respond to the good news. Of a finished work of a cross. Maybe you came today and you know a lot about Jesus. But you don't know him personally and intimately. And you're not sure. That you're in him. You haven't received him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Today can be your day. What Jesus did for us is a gift. We can't work for it. We can't earn it. We can simply receive it. And if you would like to receive his gift, the greatest gift of all, if you've never received it and you would like to receive it this morning, can I ask you just to raise your hand? I'm just going to lead you into a prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Thank you so much. I see your hand. Thank you. If you'd like to know him personally, if you'd like to receive complete forgiveness, Jesus is offering it to you today. Anyone else? I'm going to ask those who raised their hands just to pray after me. Thank you so much. I see your hand. I'm going to ask all of you who raised your hands just to pray after me and just pray this from your heart and confess this with your mouth and I'm just going to ask the rest of our church family just to join them and just say Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me thank you for loving me so much today I choose to receive you as my Lord and Savior I want to belong to you I want to follow you And i want to know you and i thank you today that i am now completely forgiven completely righteous and a new creation all because of you in jesus name thank you lord well we're going to take communion now together as the body of christ and if you didn't receive communion elements will you please just raise your hand We just want to make sure everyone receives elements right here. Please keep your hand up until someone gets to you. We have people over there. We want to make sure that everyone receives so that we can partake together. So let's pray over the body of Jesus. Lord, we remember all that you have done for us on the cross this morning. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for the finished work of a cross. Thank you for allowing your body to be broken so that ours can be whole. And as we partake together now, Lord, we receive your resurrection life, your health, and your strength. We thank you. And we truly do this in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name. Let's partake together. Let's pray over the blood of Jesus. Lord, thank you for your precious blood that was poured out for the remission of sin. Thank you for washing us clean of all sin. We stand before you completely righteous and forgiven. Your blood has redeemed us from every curse. And today we can receive all the blessings that belong to the righteous. Lord, I pray for people this morning that might be struggling with guilt regret, shame, condemnation. I pray as we partake now, Lord, that you will just set them free from that. You want us to be righteous, conscious, not sin conscious. And we thank you for your blood that washed us clean, that paid for our debt in full. Help us to be focused on who we are in and through you now, Lord. We partake now together in remembrance of you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the gift of communion. We thank you, Lord, for what it helps us to see and be reminded of. We are so thankful for the finished work of a cross this morning, Lord. We are so thankful for, for all that you've done for us. And Lord, we pray, help us to be involved in finishing the unfinished work of a church. Help us to also... See the value of community and our need for each other as as the body of Christ. And most of all, help us to see you, to look to you, to focus on you, and to trust in you. We thank you for your promises. We're so thankful for your promises, Lord. But we're even more thankful for the promise giver. Because you are faithful. Thank you for who you are. And thank you for all you've done for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you gave your life to Jesus this morning, I want to encourage you to please go to the sign at the back there. It's called What Now? We just want to give you a little booklet that can help you in your journey going forward. Also, if you need prayer this morning, we're going to have a wonderful ministry team here in the front. They would love to pray with you, agree with you in prayer, stand on God's promises. So please join them if you need prayer. Thank you so much for coming today. Remember, You are highly favored and deeply loved. God bless you.